0: Welcome to the Drone to 1K podcast, where we learn how successful drone entrepreneurs launch their businesses so you can too. And now, your host, David Young. Hey everybody, and welcome to the Drone to 1K podcast. I am your host and founder of Drone Launch Academy, David Young. Thank you so much for jumping on the podcast with us today. Uh, In this episode of the podcast, we have Mike Jensen, from Jensen Films. Uh, Really fun conversation today with Mike, doing a lot of really cool things. Um, A couple highlights from the podcast. Again, I don't want to give everything away, so you actually enjoy listening to this episode. Um, But a few key key takeaways that I'm excited about you hearing is just in my convo with Mike talking about how he is embracing all the new technology and innovation um, to help his business. And he's a really good example of... um, trying out new things and kind of trying to stay ahead of the curve to bring things to his clients to make him stand out from other competition who either maybe isn't really embracing new technology or isn't adapting as quickly as he is. So he talks about some really cool stuff with uh, things he's doing in VR and um, 360 uh, images and bringing really, really cool um, experiences for his clients. And I just really loved his approach to thinking about what he can offer to clients, um, in light of, you know, what he's currently doing and what he could be doing. So I think, uh, some really cool takeaways there in listening about how he thinks, um, about the future and how he thinks about how to stand out and how to make sure that he's ahead of everybody else. Um, so he's been in the game for a really, really long time. Again, I don't want to ruin it, but, you know, he's been doing, um, you know, in this space, you know, for 30 years, uh, in delivering these types of Um, products to clients. So really, really cool to hear about uh, and just got me thinking about ways to think about innovation and keeping your company kind of ahead of everybody else. So he's got a really good, um, really good thoughts for us there. So before we dive into the episode, uh, a couple short announcements like normal. Um, We love reviews. We love, uh, you know, people's feedback. So if you have feedback on the podcast uh, and you think it's great and you love it, I would encourage you to go leave us a review either on Apple Podcasts or um, any other place you listen. Um, if you take the time to leave a review for us as a thank you, we'd love to send you a free Drone Launch shirt. I've seen those emails coming in, uh, and I love it. So my email address is david at If you leave a review, just take a quick screenshot of it, send it to me, uh, let me know your t-shirt size and address, and I'll send you a super soft Drone Launch Academy t-shirt um, not a crappy one. None of these, uh, stiff cotton t-shirts, but they're really nice. Actually have one on now. I think we use Bella canvas, uh, and they're real soft. Um, so we'll kind of use the more premium shirts. Cause again, what's the point of sending you a shirt if you're not going to wear it? So I want to make sure that you're going to have one you enjoy wearing and you're basically turned into a walking billboard for Drone Launch Academy. <laughs> um, but no, people, people send them to like the shirt. So, uh, if you want to leave us a review, that'd be much appreciated. I think we're at like 65 ish uh Five star reviews One person left a four star review Which again, totally fine You can leave whatever review you want But they said all nice things in the review And then they hit four stars So, you know, it's cool But they broke our streak We had all five star reviews Until somebody left a four star review So, again, be honest about your review And uh we really appreciate it It means a lot to us um So go ahead and do that Second, uh, anybody that listens to the podcast, we do offer discounts on our courses. If you go to our regular website uh, and pull up the courses page, you'll see all the full prices there, Uh, but there is a hidden link that is not indexed by the search engines, uh, and you can't find it unless you listen to this podcast, Um, but if you go, we actually have some links to those discounts in the show notes to the podcast, Um, or if you go to uh, dronelodgecatermedia.com slash D1K, for Drone to 1K, so D1K. Uh, just the number one, not spelled out, D, the number one, K, discount, all one word. Uh, That is kind of like the hidden page you can get to with all of our uh, discounts for our courses. So if you want to get in there and check that out, uh, feel free to. Um, No pressure, though. Just some people uh, like taking advantage of those. All right. Enough babbling from me. Let us get to the episode with Mike Jensen. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Today, we have with us Mike Jensen from Uh, Jensen Films. Thank you for being on the Drone to 1K podcast, Mike. Good to be here. Um, So to get started, why don't you uh, introduce yourself, give us a little snippet about your company, uh, and just kind of tell us who you are.
1: Well, um, we've uh, been in business for almost 30 years. Uh, We do probably 30 to 40 percent wedding and event video. Uh, The rest of it is uh, corporate. just grateful to have lasted this long as a, as a self-employed videographer. I love what yeah. I do.
0: Cool, awesome. Um, so I always like to dive in and ask the question, when did you first start getting into drones? And, and if you can tell us kind of that story, uh, that'd be great.
1: Okay. Well, my drone business started a, a few years after I started my wedding wedding video business in 1991. Uh, we've, we've always offered unique services to our clients that no one in town was offering uh, at the time, such as eight millimeter film, uh, 360 VR panoramas and and aerial shots of of wedding venues. Uh, So in the mid 90s, I rented some airtime in a Cessna airplane to film (laughs) my my first aerial video. And the video came out just horribly. It was (laughs) shaky. And I later uh, found out that the pilot was only running on three of his four cylinders in his airplane.
0: And so uh, (laughs) So that was kind of a hairy
1: experience.
0: A little a little shaky. <laughs>
1: so, so I later uh, wised up and uh, started renting uh, the Robinson R-22 and R-44 helicopters to get my aerial shots, um, taking off the passenger door and hanging out the side. But that was very expensive. It was $400 wow. an hour. Uh, yep. But I eventually gathered uh, a reusable library of about 30 to 40 of the most popular wedding venues in town. Okay. Uh, until the drone revolution, my competitors weren't, weren't offering that. Yeah. So word got out that, that I was doing aerial imaging, and I picked up several corporate shoots in the Bay Area. And for those shoots, I rented a heavy, very heavy vest-mounted three-axis gimbal that stabilized my DV camera. And when I look back at it, it's amazing that today's drone can drones can get better quality uh, at a at a small fraction of, of that weight.
0: Yeah. So let me get this straight. So you were renting a helicopter, and then we're yes. also wearing you know the big vest that kind of attaches the gimbal stabilization to the camera. That's right. <laughs> do, you have any, do you have any pictures of those days when you're all rigged up like that?:
1: I think I've got one picture. I don't like to look at it because it was so uncomfortable.. <laughs>
0: that's <laughs> so funny. Man, that, thats a lot. that sounds like a lot of work Were people pay paying, paying the money to get that. I mean oh, yeah, they're, they're, they're just... paying good money.
1: And when you, whenever you get into the Bay Area, I'm from Sacramento, but Bay Area typically pays quite a bit more, yeah. uh, so I could afford to, to rent the extra gear for that.
0: Cool. That's awesome, man. You, you, you you were diving into the aerial video stuff earlier than almost anybody I've talked to so far. So that's really neat. So,
1: so in 2006, I created and produced the world record wedding video event in Sacramento. And we set a new world record for the number of cameras to professionally film a wedding, which is about a hundred. And I also wanted to, I also wanted to film the wedding in ways that had never been, been done before. So we had a, a tiny camera, for example, recording inside the bouquet as it was thrown and, and this is before the GoPros came out. Uh-huh. Um, and I found a Canadian company called uh, Dragonfly, which today makes the super high-end uh, drones. And okay. they talked him into sending me one of their uh, first drones, which was a three-prop drone. Well, I didn't okay. have my, my uh, RC. I wasn't an RC pilot. So I found a guy at a hobby shop. and had it delivered there. He took it out into the parking lot and brought it up about 10 feet, lost control of it. And crashed it almost crashed oh into my man. daughter who was standing nearby and I figured you know this this drone is just not safe I can't use it for this event oh gosh so we sent it back
0: <laughs> oh gosh so, so I, how did how did that go with the hundred cameras
1: uh, it went great we set the record um, it was a wonderful event we had guys coming in from all over the world uh, to shoot it and uh, we, we had a wonderful time
0: I'm guessing this was a high budget wedding.
1: Um, no, it was actually done for free. We had a lot of uh, uh, people that donated a lot of vendors. That oh,
0: okay. Donated,
1: it was uh, it was picked up by the the uh, local TV stations.
0: So it was a good it was a good kind of PR outlet oh, yeah. uh, opportunity for you. It, it was. That's so, really so cool. I,
1: so I started flying uh, electric RC planes at local parks with the the goal of getting aerial footage of my brides with an attached camera like a GoPro. Uh But I spent as much time climbing trees to rescue my plane as I did flying it. So I kind of gave that up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And then, so when did you, uh, if ever, get into like a traditional flying, a traditional kind of quadcopter setup?
1: Well, drones started uh, started to become reliable in the the early 2000s, but I didn't feel Uh comfortable flying them myself at my wedding. So I hired, I, I went online and looked at a lot of drone pilots and I found a guy that was flying a lot over water. And I realized that, well, if he was that confident with his drone, I'm going to hire him. His name was Don. He had a DIY quadcopter that he built himself, Mm -hmm. and uh, it didn't have a monitor. And so we had to kind of guess what that GoPro that was attached to the monitor was recording. But I was amazed at how many great shots we were able to get flying blind. That's that's awesome. He did crash the drone occasionally at events, and the most memorable of which uh, was into a lake at a wedding at at Lake Tahoe where we were filming. (laughs) <laughs> um, a teenager fished out the, the drone at, at about 15 feet of water, and, uh, but Don put the drone in a bowl of rice after the event and flew it for us the next week.
0: Oh, it works still?
1: Yeah. Oh, that's great. So, so finally, finally in 2014, um, I purchased uh, my first drone, uh, got my license. It was a DJI Phantom 2, and started flying it at, for events, and I upgraded it to the Autel X-Star into the mavic pro uh today i fly the autel evo and now my favorite drone that i fly is the mavic 2 pro zoom
0: nice oh you got the zoom cool yeah yeah i know a lot of people who love the mavic twos they're a real real popular drone right now well that's awesome man what a uh, what a extensive aerial video journey you've been on
1: <laughs> it's been a lot of fun
0: uh, yeah that's awesome so um so you use drones right now, kind of primarily as a supplement to your films business or uh, have you gotten into any like drone service, you know, using only drones for any of your services or is it typically just a supplement to your kind of existing video business?
1: Well, um, I think I've always had the advantage of having a videography company first. Yeah. Uh, and the majority of my videography clients also need drone services at some point. So it makes it a really easy sell but we have a number of clients that um, that I shoot for where I shoot um, only drone uh, okay. and one of my probably my biggest client is a major construction company here in town and they have uh, uh, huge uh, warehouse builds that they, mm-hmm. they've got four or five going at once and so they're currently hiring me to go out every week and do updates to these uh visual updates to these their builds and so i'll go out and i'll fly uh, for example i'm going out in another few hours uh for an hour and a half flight i'll shoot three or four one minute videos and then 20 to 40 stills to deliver those uh to them as well i also shoot a top-down shot where i'll shoot 20 shots i'll go through the entire site and stitch all those together uh, in Ooh. Photoshop and deliver a megapixel image for them as well.
0: Cool, cool. So just kind of like a really big, almost like site map sort of type of type of shot.
1: It is. It is.
0: Um, that's awesome. Now, are, do they want you to take the the shots in the same exact location with the same exact angle every time, so they can like see the progress over time, or you kind of just get out there and and shoot around the property? Or I just didn't know how much they care about the accuracy of like getting the same exact location every time.
1: Well, the megapixel shot is the same exact shot because it's just the entire property mm-hmm. shot from 400 feet looking down. And the advantage of that is, uh, for example, the, the project manager, uh, they laid a pipe wrong under about a foot of cement and they forgot where they laid the pipe. Oh. Well, <laughs> he, he uh, looked back two months to, to the top down shot that I was shooting. And it was so detailed that he could see where that pipe was and they dug down and then within a few inches down that pipe, they never wow. would have, found that. they could have found that pipe by, by ripping up to, you know, half the site. Um, oh
0: gosh. Yeah. Saved
1: a lot of money by having that documentation.
0: What a great, what a great uh, example and use case.
1: Yeah. But the rest yeah. of the shots that I take, I try to be as, as, uh, um, uh, creative for them and, and shoot a little bit different angle every time.
0: Gotcha. Cool. And is that mostly just kind of like who, I guess, who's your uh, end, the end user of the kind of just the update shots? Is that kind of just like the construction manager? Like who do you deliver those to? Well, the
1: project manager has a, uh, a meeting with corporate every week. Um, okay. Some of those meetings are with investors. <laughs> yeah. And so he needs to, to show them progress on the, on the build.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Cool. So it kind of helps them Uh, keep their investors a little bit satisfied that things are kind of moving along and going going according to plan
1: moving along correctly.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Um, I love to give as much detail as possible on the podcast if we can. And again, I don't want to make, I don't want to, if you feel uncomfortable sharing specifics, that's fine. Maybe just like you give some ranges or something, but for a, a job like that, like a construction job where you're going to go out shoot once a week for, I don't even know how, how long these projects are going. I'm assuming they take months, right? If they're these big builds, you know, what, what do you typically charge for a job like that?
1: Well, um, for example, the one I'm on right now, it's, it's a 30 week, uh, shoot every week, once a week. Mm -hmm. Um, and I charge them about $300 a flight. And part of that is about an hour, hour and a half of flying. And then I come home and, and I'll, I'll call the, call those images. I'll make sure that my videos look good and then I'll upload them and send them the link. Um, and so it doesn't pay real well for, for, for one, one shoot, but over 30 weeks, it, it really does make a difference. So, yeah,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, that's awesome. they're very
1: happy with me. So they'll be finishing up one project and then, uh, and then, and then, uh, bring me on to another.
0: Cool. That's great. Now, are you, were you actively kind of reaching out to those types of clients or did they find you? How did that, how did that work kind of come about?
1: Well, I've shot video for many years for Dignity Health, which is a, a healthcare provider, uh, one of the largest here in the, the West Coast. And mm-hmm. uh, they I eventually uh, started shooting some of the exteriors of the buildings. They had a medical office building that was uh, being built here in Sacramento. And the uh, construction company, the people that were building it was the construction company that later brought me on for their own projects.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. So you you kind of one job almost led to another in that instance. One then, client right?
1: led to another, uh, led to another. Most of my business at this point in my career is word of mouth.
0: Yeah, you know, I talked to a lot of different drone companies through doing these podcasts, and it seems like the hardest part for a lot of people is just that initial push, right? Nobody knows who you are. You're maybe not that right. great at your work. Period. So, getting momentum and getting people to know who you are, because once you're once you're going and you've got a track record and you've got work you've done. Uh, it feels like it's probably a lot, you know, from, from people I've talked to and what I've seen, it's a lot easier to kind of keep that keep that momentum going and uh, people are referring you around. So it's almost like, uh, you know, rolling a big boulder. Once you get some, get some momentum going, it's a little bit easier to keep going. Right. Um, can you think back? I mean, I've been doing this a long time, but a lot of our listeners are pretty new to the business world, especially kind of drone business. Um, you know, can you think back maybe when you were first starting or maybe if you know some Think of some tactics that might work in today's environment. If you were starting from scratch, let's say with a drone business, you didn't have your, you know, Jensen Films history of, of work, right? And you were starting, kind of starting from scratch. Let's say you moved to a new city or something and uh, right. you just want to do drone-only business. Uh, what do you think you would do first to kind of to get to get going?
1: Well, we've uh, expanded our video company and doing a lot of different things. Drones is one of them. We're have mm-hmm. we've done we've, we're doing photo booths, for example. We started those about five years ago. Cool. And what really made that go for me is that um, I let everybody know that I was doing photo booths. I got on mm-hmm. Facebook and let everybody know. Um, I would create little videos for our, our photo booths and eventually it became very successful. Um, the same thing with our 360 VR work. Um, I, I went out and started shooting some VR on my own, unpaid, uh-huh. and uh-huh. then I uh, posted that and let all of my friends know what I was doing. Well, a photographer friend of mine knew about a huge uh, uh, condo project that was going up that needed a, a 360 uh, video, um, and that really got that part of our company going. And so those are some things that have that, really helped me is just uh, letting, letting the world know what you're doing
0: and doing yeah. it well. So so kind of steps, I guess, if, to distill it is figure out how to do it well, go do some for free to have some examples, and then spread it as far and wide as you can.
1: Right. And nice. then once, you, once you've once you done that first job, once you've got that first client is to wow that client, um, over deliver on the promises that you've made.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. And, and it seems like that's a little bit of a similar kind of uh, thing I hear. You know, there's so many people or some people I hear that are. Oh, you know, I don't work for free and they, they're very against free work. And and it, I don't think you should work for free if you're skilled and have other paying clients necessarily unless you're trying to do something for charity or something that you feel like. But you know, I don't it seems like that's how a lot of people get started, right? You're you're practicing and you're creating things that are good, and you know, do it for free to kind of show what you're made of, and then you start getting paid clients. Is that kind of what you've seen and experienced?
1: Right. And I and I've also found that uh it's important to continue to up your game. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm never satisfied with, never, ever satisfied with my last shoot, never 100% satisfied. And so I'm always looking for ways to increase uh, my skills as a pilot, yeah. uh, my, my skills as a videographer in my composition, my artistry. Um, and I think if you st- start standing still, that's a, a, it's a prescription to fail.
0: Yeah. No, I love that. And I love your attitude too. I feel like that's something that's kind of a key ingredient with the people I've seen that are successful, right? It's, they're not, um, they just love to learn. They love to get better. They're not like, uh, they don't have a kind of a sense of entitlement. Like, well, I've got my part 107 license. Where are all the clients? You know? Um, right. so. Uh, and I, I, I think like there's
1: a, a fallacy in our industry that the the bigger and badder your drone is, the better pilot you are.
0: <laughs> You're right. Uh,
1: my my grandfather, who is a university professor at, at Sac State University here, uh, once said he said it's not the camera that makes or breaks the picture; it's the idiot behind the camera. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't want A lot of truth to that.
0: Yeah, that, that's funny. I like that. Um, well, cool. So so you got the so you got the, the film's business going. You done uh-huh. some construction work um tell me a little bit about the, the vr stuff what are you when did you guys start doing that and, and what's that like
1: well um the vr started one night when i was editing late and it was about two in the morning i, I stumbled on the website of hans nyberg which was a 360 videographer and it was of the royal danish wedding and the, and the wedding of that scale they, they brought in a videographer a photographer and a panographer who was hans And he created these absolutely gorgeous 360 images of the wedding um, Mm -hmm. in a virtual tour. And I thought, no, I should do that. I need to do that with my brides. And so I went out and bought the equipment and I told you already how I started marketing that. Um, Mm -hmm. And I've done those really ever since. And and with my drone work, I also do 360. This last week I was at a venue and they're considering several videographers to bring in, to refer to that venue. And so I brought my drone with me and I I said, Hey, listen, let me get, Uh, not just a drone shot but let me get a a, a panoramic still of your venue and one of the great features of the Mavic 2 Zoom is that it will do a panorama not a full 360 and so I uh, brought it up did a beautiful 360 and uh, sent it to them and now they want to make me their uh, preferred vendor at that site that's awesome so so
0: um, go ahead sorry
1: so I've, we've also shot 360 video from our video cameras. I've made some custom rigs for my drones uh, where we've shot some live vi- uh, 360 video, included those with some of the ground 360 shots in a, a virtual wedding movie for our brides as well. And we're developing that, as the especially as the technology improves in, in our 360 cameras.
0: Yeah, no, that's really cool. So when you are experiencing the 360 kind of VR, the video especially, are you – I mean it's how are you, how are they viewing that do they have uh are they wearing like a headset and it's like a special thing or are you just kind of uh choosing from that 360 footage the different angles that you want i guess how do they experience that on the kind of final product
1: well there's a couple ways uh Vimeo and Facebook now support 360 still and video so they can okay. run on to. And we have a website called Jensen VR that all we put on there is 360 or 360 oh. still videos. And then we send the brides or the client the link to that and they can either view them on their desktop or laptop, but they can also view them on their phones and get the VR moves just like they oh, would cool. uh, on with the goggles or or you can use the goggles.
0: Really cool. So they can kind of use their phones to To simulate the VR or you kind of move around in the environment.
1: Oh, absolutely,
0: absolutely. Very cool, man. That's awesome. Really innovative, and and I'm guessing that gets like a pretty good reaction from uh, from your clients when you. Oh, send we them do. All that you stuff. Know,
1: I, I shot a bride about a year and a half ago, and she brought she purchased her wedding video, and she also purchased a uh, 360 about a five minute video that had about six or seven different you know VR scenes of her day. Mm-hmm. And I asked her later, I said, well, what'd you think of the VR video? And she said, well, between the two, between the video, uh, standard wedding video and the 360 video, she liked the 360 better, although it is substantially less resolution. She just mm-hmm. loved uh, being immersed in her wedding yeah. day.
0: Yeah, that's that's so cool. Now, uh, how much, I guess how much editing goes into the 360 video? Are you kind of just like setting it up somewhere and letting it run and just kind of capturing everything? Or are you kind of editing it almost as you would edit your typical, you know, standard wedding video?
1: Well, I use a Amesia Sphere, and it's very easy to capture, uh, very difficult to edit.
0: So yeah, I use
1: Adobe uh, Premiere, and um, it's just probably because I have I don't do a lot of them. Um, mm-hmm. I do them from time to time. We do a lot more video stills in 360 than we do video, but yeah. um, there's a lot of setting up. There's a lot of uh, some conversion uh, that comes into play. Um, and it's, it's just, uh, like I say, the, the capturing is simple, but, uh, hmm. the, the shot I did, for example, for the bride I'd mentioned, uh, probably took me 12 hours for that five minute piece.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. So it's a significant amount of work and that,
1: but I knew that in doing that, I could continue to market that with the project I created. And so that's why I put the time in.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Now. So if you're going to do a VR video for someone, if you don't mind me asking, how much do you charge for that kind of work?
1: Well, for look, for example, a wedding uh, VR video, um, I charge seven fifty. But I I usually will try to bring that with every new uh, VR video I produce. I will raise the price to a $1, 1250 $1, dollars. That's yeah. my my game plan for for marketing those.
0: Yeah, and that's typically like an add on, right, to what you're already selling them for the the day. Yes, it
1: is. Yes, it yeah, is. Yeah,
0: yeah. So you're kind of already you're already out there, and you're already making money on the. Initial yeah. stuff. Um, well, that's really cool. And then so, and otherwise for the the v the the 360 images, you're just using the drone. Now you said the zoom won't do a, a full 360 pano shot. And are you just taking your own multiple shots and stitching them together to do the 360?
1: Well, the like I say, the uh, the DJI uh, Mavic Zoom Two will will automatically shoot them and will stitch them for you. Uh, it won't take a. It, it can't. The camera won't go uh, skyward won't go straight up. And so, you Oh, have I see to what you're saying later on. Um, yeah. so it's a pretty easy process. So the one I did this last week, uh, probably took me an hour to do.
0: Gotcha. So it'll go all the way around, uh, but it just won't, it, and it won't will go, go down straight but, up,
1: but it won't go straight up.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. So do you just leave kind of a black void straight up or do you fill that in with something else?
1: No, there's a, uh, you can offline, lo- online, you can, uh, uh, purchase, uh, 360 clouds. And so oh. I just pass those in and, and at the very top I'll put, usually put the client's logo.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Cool. That's smart. Um, man, that's really neat. I like how you're using all that technology to, to keep offering stuff. Um, yeah.
1: Just to, the exciting thing for me that's just been introduced was, is the new Insta360 One R, which is a two cameras that mount on the top and the bottom of the, uh, the Mavic 2
0: uh-huh. or the Mavic
1: Pro. Um, and then it will shoot either stills or video without that, uh, without that dead spot on top.
0: Cool. Now that's not a DJI product, is it? No, it's Insta360. Oh, okay. Okay. So it's kind of a, another brand that you can attach to the drone.
1: Yeah. It's a 360 awesome. camera.
0: Very cool. That's awesome. Now how much, are, how much do those are? I'm not really familiar with those cameras.
1: I think the the aerial version runs about $500. The odd thing is, is that the way they, they, they designed it, um, with the, uh, Mavic two or Mavic two zoom, uh, you can't use GPS because it covers the antenna.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh,
1: with the Mavic pro, which has the antenna on the back, um, it'll work fine. So oh, I may have so. to take a step back and buy another Mavic pro to fly it.
0: <laughs> you can probably but get one of those for pretty cheap AT- now.
1: I don't want to fly in ATTI mode in a, in a, in a big city or something. So
0: yeah. Yeah. Especially, you know, that wind, you get it up there past, you know, maybe 40 feet. It'll, that thing, will wind will take it. Right. Um, well, that's man. That's really interesting. I'll have to look into those, and and uh, I'll try to um, for people that are curious. I'll, I'll I'll look those up and post links for those uh, those products on the uh, on the show notes page. Now, did, can you just pick those up on Amazon, or those you have to go through a company to get those?
1: Um, I think you can. I think they've got it now on the bH and H website. They may B&H? have it on Amazon. Yeah,
0: gotcha. Awesome. That's really cool. Uh, I like that. And and we'll. Uh, I think Mike, you sent me some links to uh, work you've done, and if not, I'm sure I can get them, and I'll I'll kind of post some of that stuff we're talking about uh, that you're talking about. So, so people can see um, what that looks like and and kind of experience it. That's really cool. Um, So tell me a little bit about, I guess you've always been doing aerial video. I usually like to ask people, you know, how have you seen your business change as you've been able to kind of incorporate more um, aerial video or or drones as a tool into the business? You know, especially if they have an existing one, seems like you've kind of been on it from the start. I guess maybe in the last five years or so as drones have become much more, I guess, affordable and, and the technology's gotten a lot better, how has that impacted your, your business, if it has?
1: Well, it always has. And, and, and that's why I've probably always been an early adopter because it's always given me the advantage of uh, being able to market somebody something that no one else has. Um, it's true with the the wedding 360s that I do. There are maybe five other people in the country that offer that uh, commercially for their wedding packages, and I'm I'm really cool. surprised at that because they're they're so. I tell my brides, it's the only shot of your wedding day we'll be able to you'll be able to see everyone in your wedding in one shot.
0: Mm, yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, that's that's great. That's so I,
1: my brother has ADD, and I think I have a little bit of that. So I'm never I'm never ever satisfied with where my business is. I'm always looking for um, different ways to, to, um, to help my clients image the kind of the, the, the dream and the goal of what they need and want.
0: Yeah, no, that's great. And, and, you know, you're, I can tell you have a passion for, for what you do. And I think that's important, you know, especially when you're communicating to your potential clients, you know, even just, even just this conversation, I'm like, well, shoot, man. I want to hire you to see some of this VR stuff. This sounds awesome. <laughs> so yeah, I think that's, a couple I think that's months ago.
1: I was a, a couple months ago, I was at a, at a construction site, and I had my hard hat on. I had my orange vest and several... Uh, employees walked by. One guy was laying cement. The other guy was doing, uh, he was an architect. And then another guy walked by, he was doing the landscaping. And I thought, I sat there and looked at my drone. I said, I get to fly the drone.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I love it, man. That's awesome. So you've got, you got a lot of stuff going on. So you got your film stuff, which is, you know, you said corporate and, and wedding. You have, you're doing some construction stuff. You've got um some VR stuff you talked about the photo booth stuff is there is there anything else that you have going on that uh, that you're excited about or is that pretty well, much from the on um, the gamut?
1: we have a uh, are usually contracted with a um, real estate company we do some luxury real estate okay and so this uh, uh, this company came in and they had, a. they'd seen some of these uh, videos from larger markets from LA and San Francisco. And what they did is they brought in actors to uh, stand in inside these luxury homes and we would film them um, as kind of a lifestyle video yeah. and also, of course, including drone video in those. And so that's what I've done for them, done several of those uh, last few years. And those are Beautiful. very exciting to do. I can't believe how much money there is in Sacramento.
0: Hmm, that's awesome. Homes. Now, are you uh, are you the one kind of putting that together, hiring people or they're just bringing you in for the uh, for the filming piece?
1: Yeah, I try to uh, create those turnkey for them. So I bring in the talent, the actors. Oh, wow, uh, cool. And I used to bring in a pilot to fly the drone. But now that I've, I've been licensed for for a number of years, I, I do that myself.
0: Yeah, cool. Now, um, I'm guessing those are they have to be pretty big, expensive properties to be able to afford something like that in the marketing budget, right?
1: Yeah, they're million dollar homes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Now, where do you find the, uh, where'd you find the actors at?
1: Um, a ver- number of places. There's an acting guild Facebook site that I've, has been helpful for me.
0: Okay. Now, was this your idea to put something like that together? Or did you uh, see this and like replicate, I guess, where did you get that idea from?
1: Well, the uh, real estate agent uh, contacted me. And okay. uh, from
0: a referral, get another referral. And they've seen
1: these, again, they've seen these uh, videos done in the, the larger markets for luxury homes.
0: Mm-hmm. Do they, do they give you nothing like any...
1: that had been done in Sacramento.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. Do they give you any kind of indication as to um, you know, how beneficial that is to them? Because I'm assuming it costs them a pretty good amount of money. They, can they see any type of real specific return or are they, just, they just wanted it regardless?
1: Well, they keep coming back and, and um, I probably don't charge as much as I should for them. But what I try to do now is that if the house sells, I will uh, write to the contract that they need to be paying me an extra, you know, 750 to to $1,000 if that house sells. So if they uh, profit and in a million dollar home, they're going to make a lot of money off of that, Right. Um, then, then I would take my cut as well.
0: So that's smart. So, so do you charge anything up front or do you kind of charge all on the sale?
1: Oh, I do charge up front.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Absolutely. okay, <laughs> I was just curious. I didn't know how risky you were. You were trying to get there. No. Um. So, uh, so like for for a shoe like that, where you're having to hire people, and it's a million dollar home. I guess uh, how, how long is the video that you're kind of creating for them?
1: It's about, and I sent you a link to one. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not long. Uh, there's two cuts that I make. One is a you know the 59 second cut for Instagram, and the other one is a two three minute. I think.
0: Gotcha. Now, do they put these on MLS at all or are these just usually for like their social profiles?
1: I'm not sure where they're using it. Um, I really don't track that much. I know that I usually will post them and give them a little bit of advertising from my end.
0: Yeah. Cool. And then, and then I know you kind of are in a more uh, a higher priced area, but w- what would you charge for something like that? I mean, given that you have to pay actors and, and all that.
1: Um, a couple thousand dollars. A
0: couple thousand bucks. Yeah. Yeah, and then what is the? Sorry, I'm asking a lot of questions here. How much? How much do you have to pay actors? I'm just curious. I've never uh, priced a that out. Hundred
1: bucks. I can get them for usually about a hundred dollars each for about a three to three hour, um, three hour shoot.
0: Okay, cool, man. That's awesome. You're putting it all putting it all together. That's really that's really interesting. Um, well, man, we've been talking. We've been ta- usually c- try to keep these to about 30, <laughs> 45 minutes. So we're <laughs> you go. We had a lot to cover. You got a lot going on, Mike. It's been, um, had
1: a wonderful career. I've been so blessed.
0: Yeah, no, I I love it. I love talking to you and and hearing about it all. And I know other people are going to really enjoy uh, hearing the, uh, you know, diversity of all this stuff that you have. So before we go, I just want to uh, get kind of some parting wisdom, you know, if you had some advice to give to uh, somebody who's just starting out wanting to get into a drone business, whether it's video or documenting construction sites or, you know, doing mapping or anything like that. What would you you know and you were going to sit down with them for you know three or four minutes get what what piece of advice would you give them or direction to get started? Well, a
1: couple of things i i've, I've uh, kind of jotted down here, and um, one is I've already mentioned it in our podcast, and it's always deliver more than you promise uh-huh. uh, so, so many of my clients have come back to me over and over again because I deliver more more than I promised them. Um, awesome. Second is don't get into this industry unless you have a passion, not only for the drone work, but uh, for the business end of it as well.
0: Uh-huh, for sure. um, and that's
1: the most difficult part for me is not flying the drone. It's the back end of the business. Um, uh-huh. It's ch- always been the challenge for me. Um, third is uh, to continue to improve on not only your technical flight skills, but also in your creative photo and video skills. Composition, movement. Lighting, those are all extremely important, but, but so often overlooked. Um, mm-hmm. And whenever I'm flying for a client, I'm not looking for an a shot, but I'm looking for the shot, that epic shot that will wow my clients. Um, mm-hmm. That may mean taking three or four passes on an orbit until I've got it right. It may mm-hmm. mean waiting 30 minutes for the sun to come out and illuminate a building to give it th- some pop. Yep. Um, I'm never 100% satisfied with my last shoot. I'm always looking, I'm always looking to improve on that next one, uh, that next shot.
0: Yeah, that's great. I love it, Mike. So before we go, where, where can people, uh, I guess, find out more about, you mentioned Jensen VR, but if, if people wanted to see more of your work or maybe get in touch with you, what's the best way to, to find out more about you?
1: Uh, just go to jensenfilms.com.
0: jensenfilms.com. Awesome. Well, I'm not going to take up any more of your time. I really appreciate you coming on, Mike, and sharing all this awesome wisdom with us and walking us through kind of where you've been and how you've gotten to where you are. Um, I know people love to hear this. Uh, so I really appreciate it. Okay. Well, hey, thanks. All right. Take care. All right, everyone. Hope you enjoyed that convo with Mike. Again, it's one of my favorite things to do is interviewing entrepreneurs in the drone space uh, that are having success and making money here. Uh, I love talking to people like this and getting this information out there because uh, I just get so much good feedback from everybody on how much they love the podcast. You know, somebody the other day said, I went on a five-hour road trip. And I binged listened to <laughs> all of your podcasts or, you know, a lot of your podcasts and got a lot of inspiration. So uh, I really enjoy doing these and I hope you're, you're enjoying it as well. Um, so just a reminder, if you love it, leave a review uh, or email me, david at and let me know. Um, but yeah, we'll be back next week for more goodness. We got more episodes coming uh, this season for season two. Um, also, if you think that you're a good candidate for this podcast, if you're making $1,000 or more per month or you know someone that is, uh, we're always looking for people to interview and, and good success stories and inspiration to bring other people. So, uh, if you think you want to be on the podcast, just go to the show notes, um, for this episode, uh, you know, in whatever podcast player you're using, you should have the show notes there. Uh, and at the bottom, there should be a link for the application for the podcast. So i fill it out. And, uh, you know, if you're a good candidate, we'll get in touch and yeah, we'd love to, uh, love to interview you. Love to have you on the podcast. Um, all right. Well, if you're, uh, want to listen to the next episode we, we release these every tuesday um so just hang on if you're listening to this in the future uh that m- podcast episode might already be published so go ahead and listen to the next one whenever you get a chance uh, we're excited to bring you uh, more drone success goodness so take care everyone really appreciate you guys and taking the time to listen to this hope you have a great week take care